back to the trade i'm gina beck this is drew williams thank you for listening liking commenting and subscribing we appreciate y'all especially the reviews on apple Podcasts. it really means a lot yeah and like always thank you again for the continued engagement the continued support and the hashtag banana cats how are you drew i'm all right g how are you i'm doing well just booked a flight to texas gonna go see jenna in july that's pretty cool with colin it's gonna be yeah, fun it's awesome i'm stoked for you guys that'll be a good trip yeah, it's nice to get to hang out with them at the same time because we all live in different places, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Hope you guys have a good time, safe time too. Yeah, we have an interesting podcast we want to talk about today. And I just kind of want to start out by saying in no way, shape, or form is this podcast a negative one. Just before anybody starts listening and wants to form, you know, your own opinions based off of what we're saying, this is just not a negative podcast at all. Um, if anything, we don't care like about people's opinions or what they do with their lives. Like we just want to talk about this. And I think Drew, you should you should start talking about it because you presented it to me. So go ahead. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard about it. And if you watch YouTube, you've probably even seen the ads because I'm shocked that they got ads for it. It's a documentary that came out on June 1st called What is a Woman from Matt Walsh of DailyWire.com. And it's a very, very well done documentary. And I think no matter which side you sit when it comes to trans people, I, I think we all need to have a conversation about what we're doing to children i i in no way shape or form care what adults do to themselves how they live as long as it's not hurting others and especially not hurting children but there is things that even in this documentary i had i had no clue about then i thought i knew a lot about not a lot of things about this subject and i think there's portions of it that i could see where people think it's disrespectful but I really don't think he's that disrespectful throughout the whole thing. I think the other people just get mad because they have circular reasoning. Because it I, take, he never gets an answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, he never does. I do think that how he said some things could be triggering if you were 100%, you know, like, firm in your beliefs right and you didn't care about what anybody else had to say i think the way that he worded some things could come off as triggering i know that you know if i was in that position i could i could feel how it would be triggering you know and i like to put myself in other people's shoes so that's that's all i gathered from it is just the way he did ask some things it started to get you could start to see his frustration that's what it was where he was like not getting an answer and he probably travels a lot. You could just start seeing the frustration, especially on the Dr. Phil show. Like he really was like, you know, <laughs> fed up. It seemed fed up with the same thing, but different people. 
I think. But like, th that's that's what you're gonna get, you know. And I I think that I could see why they would get upset about that. Like the guy who didn't want to talk to him anymore, or the girl who was like, I could see this going a different way. If he would have used maybe different wording or a different tone. They, I don't think, would have perceived it that way. But at the same time, it was valid, and that should be talked about. And like you said, there's a lot of things in this documentary I had no idea about. And I don't think that we think about. Like, the long the long term is what really got me. The whole long-term effects and how we don't know. and The big the, lie about you know, how it's all reversible. That's the, that's the kicker for me. And, and just... it's, like, not talked about to who is getting it done you know like how she was talking about the 16 year old and how she didn't tell the 16 year old about long-term effects or anything you know well that's the part that uh i think it was when he started tearing up there's a tra interview with a trans man who uh he runs an organization called trey t-r-e voices and he gets pretty emotional when he starts talking about his surgery and his life when he was a woman and how he had kids and things like that. But I didn't realize that the mastoida plasties have like a 67% complication rate. Yeah. It's uh, so he was saying that he'll have blood infections basically for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in the seven to 10 years, how you, you start to, it's no different than, uh, than bodybuilders when they use mm -hmm. heavy heavy steroid use there's a generally a, they're prone to cancer because they're mm -hmm. using the synthetic steroids and things like that um there was a lot of things in there i there's an interview i i love her dr deborah so she was a sexologist that was talking about um rapid onset gender dysphoria and uh female youth right now how the statistics over the last like five years have like literally flip-flopped from the data that i've read uh just kind of checking what was in there they were talking about up until yeah about five five to ten years ago most uh trans uh surgeries were uh like upwards of 80 percent were men becoming trans women and uh it's flipped now and i'm not saying that they're all children but I think it's, I think the whole lifestyle is being pushed on youth. I think that's a little, trying to dance around this and be as polite as possible without sounding hateful. But I. Because we are definitely not, you know, like I, I, I want anybody to do what they want to do. But I think like anybody a parent especially an aunt and uncle a brother or sister i don't i don't think a lot of people can like under like fathom just going up to a six-year-old and being like you know or a 10-year-old or a 14-year-old and being like you know well, that oh. was like one of the books they brought up um that is that <clears throat> actually people should would be pretty dumbfounded if they saw the pictures actually in these books because i couldn't even put them in the thumbnail there's a, a book called gender queer that straight up depicts in a cartoon style um how for 10 year olds how to perform oral sex yeah and that's just not that's not uh 
not something they should be learning, you know? Like, like kids no, kids. and like, what, like in, uh, heterosexual kids, kids in general, none of them. They shouldn't be around. Yeah, none of them. Uh-uh. None of them. And then, like, this is the thing that I've really had a problem with, and we've talked about a lot. Why do kids need to be included in drag shows? I don't even like like beauty pageants. I think those should be banned from kids too. I think those are like magnets for weirdos. But I've always put drag in the same category as like burlesque. It's a an adult activity. It's an adult entertainment. No question. Like why why is this even a debate nowadays? I just it's so weird to me. Well, especially like from the cases that we've talked about it's not just a a family event you know it look at the people who are going and even the time where the guys were throwing money it desmond right Desmond. yeah it was desmond and then the recent one in dallas at the Mm -hmm. uh they were actually putting uh underwear in their lingerie and stuff like that so it's not like a family event just like you know, the child pageants, there's a lot of things that go on people don't talk about with those child pageants. It's the same. It's, it's literally the same thing. It's just different. It's called something different. It, it both involves children. But with the drag shows, they throw, like, I've never seen a child pageant where they throw money at them and stuff that I can recall. But, like, why do that with the children that are dressing in drag? Like, either let it be a family event without sexualizing it and or don't have it at all that's what i think and i just think it shouldn't happen at all period because it always ends up being sexualized there's there's no way around it there's always the weirdo in the crowd you know yeah and this is no way saying like i don't think actually if you really take the time to look there's a lot of people within the drag community that are not okay with this push for children to be involved and i i there's a lot of them that try to voice their opinion. It just it doesn't get out there. People don't care. It gets yeah, depressed by the uh, Just like in the documentary, mainstream, you know, talks about usually one side of it. The only person I can think of that's in the spotlight, at least on YouTube, is Blair White, um, which I was really shocked they didn't uh, interview her because she's worked with Ben Shapiro and those other guys before. But, um, yeah, I, she's really against having any children involved and that's the only big one i'll link her channel in the description below you guys can check her out she's a she's very interesting she's got a lot of interesting takes on a lot of different subjects and culture and things like that but i would recommend everyone um you you can't just stream it one time you have to pay for the month subscription so it's 14 dollars on dailywire.com do the monthly if you're if you're more conservative leaning and family based and religion based, it might actually be something you want to buy. There's a bunch of movies and other stuff they're adding. They're trying to build their own little culture, I guess, on there. But uh, I think it's worth the fourteen dollars at least for to watch it once. And, and even uh, if you're not, and you just lack the knowledge of what we're talking about, and you're curious, it's a great documentary for for everyone, honestly. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's got some funny moments uh we talked about it a little bit there's actually a uh interview with it's one of the clips that's going around <laughs> with the guy at the star wars shop um he lives I, in uh, aberdeen washington where i was born yeah that that clip uh he's he's hilarious there's some seriously funny moments in it and then there's some other moments that uh that make might make you choke up and tear up a little bit and 
I uh, you might learn something too. Yeah, absolutely. You might learn something. I think it's worth it. I think everyone should check it out. And if you hear somebody talking about it, ask them if they actually watched it and paid for it. Because if they didn't, they're just repeating stuff from other people. I I really challenge you all to go and watch it. Uh, and even for some people, they just don't understand um, stuff like this, period. You know what I mean? They're out of the loop of the mainstream and they just really don't care. They like, want people to do what they want to do. And they just don't even... Like, for example, I had a friend who didn't know what gender, gender fluid was, you know, had no idea about, there's so many different names of everything, you know, had no idea. This documentary even teaches you stuff like that. If you don't even know about stuff like that, they, and you're they, just curious, you know, and you want to know what the heck is going on in society today. Well, that documentary will let you know what's going on. And he, Go ahead. I was going to say, he does a good job of actually interviewing people from both sides and lets mm -hmm. them, I mean, yeah, there's stuff I'm sure that people could say selective editing and stuff like that. I mean, it's, oh, definitely. It, it's a documentary. Yeah. All of them have a bias. Yeah. But he, yeah. uh, he interviews a lot of people from a wide range of uh, people that would typically be, I guess, um, pro-trans youth. I guess that would be a, a, a PC term, trying to be polite. Um, even the um what was she uh she was a trans youth counselor wasn't she the oh no the, the gender affirming therapist oh that's with the red hair that's what she was a uh, red hair oh yeah i remember oh no no that was the the one that was more conservative the one that was like an old school uh but she had a job with teens that are trans and she even disagreed with long-term effects of this and how they're not being taught these things oh you're talking about yeah she uh that was that was an interesting there's so many interviews in there it's about an hour and a half there's <laughs> so a lot there, if you're into I dr. Her name. i'm so sorry yeah i'm sorry if you're into dr jordan peterson he's in there dr deborah so who's uh some of the older guys might actually because she wrote articles in playboy but she's a psychologist and sexologist and then Oh, there's just a, there's Scott Nugent, who's the trans man, who's got the big thing about talking about the risks and things like that. And then a whole slew of, of uh, like the gender affirming therapist. Um, I guess the, uh, the other trans woman who's the surgeon, she's the number mm -hmm. one surgeon, uh, vagiomastoidoplasty uh, surgeon. Yeah, therapist in North was even in there. Like it was yeah, a wide range of people. Absolutely. But our the point of us talking about this is, you know, we just don't like that the, this is being pushed on the kids. You know, it's it's it's, it's just kind of scary. You know, because we want the kids to have their imagination. Like the the guy was talking about Santa Claus and stuff like that. Like, let them hang on to that imagination for as long as they can. I mean, that's what we would have wanted, and that's what we got, you know? Yeah, just don't load them up with experimental stuff. That's that's all I, that's all I ask. If you're just not at the it, age to be able to make the decision for a, a long-term life-changing thing and understand the consequences, you know, I just feel like, like, remember us ourselves at that age or look at the kids that are around you and your family are, are they 
old enough to make those decisions. And if you think they're not, you know, what's being pushed in schools, maybe not in your area, but in other areas, it really is. And I I mean, everyone always likes to blame California and the West Coast, but you look at the last few ones that have been uh, protested was in Dallas, another one in Indiana. It's 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 all over the place. Mm -hmm. But there are still um, quite a few areas that don't deal with this or, you know, it hasn't came up on their on their radar yet or they their school hasn't done it yet or whatever but either it will or people got to make it not happen you know and that's just it, it's up to the people you guys got to vote you guys got to make sure you know who you're voting for and putting people in the positions to be able to make those changes you know yeah voting locally is important and paying attention to who's actually in charge of stuff directly around you something we've definitely disconnected from so i just want to let you guys know this conversation uh, is not aimed at anybody particularly it's not just we're just talking about a documentary and we just want the kids to hang on to their innocence for as long as possible i think we all really care about that at the end of the day like we all can agree that that's important so until next time banana cats i love y'all peace banana cats much love peace